Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What a save! in with the glove! Unbelievable! McDavid, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Kevin Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point! I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the Battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades! Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you on a uh, beautiful Thursday here in Edmonton on the heels of, uh, suffice to say, what was a very difficult three-game set uh, for the Edmonton Oilers playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs squad that was uh, in the zone and playing their game and showing why right now they're the best team in the National Hockey League. This is uh, Oilers Now. We got a jam-packed edition of the show coming up for you today. Uh, lots to get to, including a complete recap of last night's game. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. First half hour, uh, we'll get to, into several uh, features in and around last night, maybe what might be changing carrying forward. We will tell you CBA-mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers. I expect a uh, spirited practice tomorrow. Edmonton and Calgary, the fourth edition of the Battle of Alberta, Saturday night, 8 p.m. on the Oilers radio network. Oilers 2-1 and one against the Flames this year. They do have two victories against Toronto. Uh, it wasn't happening this week. The Leafs uh, were bringing it and uh, the separation between the two teams was evident. 12.35 today, 
from NHL Hockey on Rogers, uh, color analyst Louis DeBrusque, 105 from the NHL Network for our friends, a Canadian power pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. We will uh, hook up with Kevin Weeks and at 135. Part of uh, Truculent Thursday, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, the one, the only, George LaRocque. So uh, there you go. Just a special shout-out at this time. Uh, made my way out to the Coventry Homes show home for the second time in a week uh, to shoot a panel for uh, Oilers TV. Uh, we had a... <laughs> It's kind of funny. We were supposed to shoot it last week, and unfortunately, a key participant, uh, all those sort of things happened. Uh, the alarm clock didn't go off, so uh, we ended up shooting it today. Beautiful uh, house out in Cy Becker. You know, uh, Brendan Escott's at the studio. Brendan, when you when you sort of get a chance, to, and, and maybe you don't feel this way when you're in your 20s, when everything, I think back to being in my 20s and the numerous mistakes that I uh, made at that age, and and frankly, uh, now that I'm a little beyond that age, the numerous mistakes I continuously make. <laughs> but um, I would have been having having a cancelled uh, shoot a week ago uh, when the orders were eleven and two prior to playing the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, it would have been a, uh, a high energy shoot with lots of uh, positive talk about uh, the team playing pretty well and. Maybe a few years ago, I would have gotten upset by that, but it turned out that the guy that uh, ended up having the alarm clock uh, not go off is just, he's a great guy. And to be frank with you, that is not the, the worst situation for me. Uh, Cybecker is about 40 minutes away from my house. Okay. That community, it's a new community in the city's northeast end. And I, I'm going to ask you to rack your brains here. I'm sure we have many listeners right now, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. What was a stupid event that you were involved with driving where now you can look back and laugh at it, but you couldn't when it happened? And I think back to when I worked in the reforestation industry, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Jeff, who was a fellow foreman. He was a great guy. But he uh, ran out of gas with his truck on one of our blocks, and it was about an hour and 20 minutes from our camp. And so uh, we ended up, uh, you know, carting his crew back to our camp. We didn't have any extra uh, uh, gas with us at that time. And then I said, the next morning we'll go out. Uh, it's an off day for our staff and uh, for our planters, and we'll go go get your truck. So the next morning, again, it's the block was like an hour and 20 minutes away from our main camp. We drive all the way out there the next day get there and we'd had a party the night before and parties in that industry tended to be all in there was no halfway about it like you were going hard and uh, uh jeff neglected to bring the set of keys for the truck so we had to drive all the way back an hour and 20 minutes back to the gap for him to pull the keys out of his tent and then drive all the way. So it took us like four hours by the time we even got his truck started up and drove it back out. You know, he wasted an entire day. And I look back now, 20-some years later, and I just shake my head and laugh at that kind of stuff. You ever have any experiences like that where you just kind of chuckle, Brendan, about what's occurred? And, and, and you know, you, you're, not that you're giggling, but just that you're like, oh, the stupid crap that we do once in a while. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I think we've all uh, we've all been there. I don't know that I've ever. Um, boy, I would feel bad if I cost somebody else, you know, and it, basically an entire day worth of their time because I left my keys in the tent. Um, we've we've all been there. What, I'll tell you a quick one. Um, <laughs> on the way back from uh, Vancouver, I was driving my mom's truck and I didn't realize how much gas a six point two liter engine used over the uh, over the mountain pass. Uh, we did not have very much left to get us like even to the top of the hill right outside of Merritt and then I just threw it in neutral and coasted down in and uh, yeah so <laughs> fortunately no damage to the truck but uh, we, all, we all make mistakes you know what happens. We- we have a lot of long haulers out there that listen to the show. A lot of people that are working the various uh, service industries uh, up throughout northern Alberta and central Alberta. I know they've been there before. And sometimes you just got to laugh at stuff because, you know, it's it's just stuff that happens. And there's far more serious stuff. And there's people going through real difficult times uh, dealing with uh, elderly people that maybe are in their lives or, you know, maybe they've got a sick parent or, God forbid, they got a sick child, uh, you know, and, and, and so that's why you don't sweat the little stuff and some days you come to realize uh, that it's all uh, little stuff, which is not to say what occurred over the course of the last three games against Toronto was little stuff. The Leafs were good. The Oilers have been shown how far they got to get to. As we go into our Oilers Now Audio Vault, it is brought to you directly uh, by Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton, online at directworkwear.com. Jack Michaels at the helm last night. Here's the uh, quick audio recap. One last chance for redemption in what was supposed to be a showdown potentially for first place. Back to Spezza in the corner. Centering pass. One-timer score. And Toronto has taken the lead again. Travis Boyd to the middle of the ice. Spezza on that. Slapped away. Rebound. Score. Vesey's got two. That matches his total coming into the game. Anderson. Rebound. Dry settle. Shot. Save. Rebound. Score. And finally, the dry spell is over as Ryan Nugent Hopkins able to shovel a loose puck home. The drive from the point in front, backhander score. Zach Hyman, three wins in a row for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and none of them particularly close. All right, uh, that is uh, Jack with the call. Dave Tippett following the game had these comments on why the Oilers couldn't find success against Toronto. Didn't go how we would have liked it. There's execution and competing and, and just winning one-on-one battles. That's just, we just didn't win enough battles to, to push the game along. And, uh, you know, critical battles at the at the wrong times and coming back and defending hard. Give them credit. They, they defended hard and they won a lot of battles and they won the games. Uh, they did. Uh, the Oilers uh, had Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl speak following the game. Uh, and McDavid says uh, the losses are tough, but that said, Edmonton's still in a decent spot. Not happy with uh, the, the three losses, obviously, and the way they, they uh, you know, kind of went on. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we can't forget about, uh, you know, some of those positives that we built. Maybe a bit fatigued, maybe... You know, whatever. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, again, like I said, I wish I had the answer for that. But, you know, we can't forget about some of the positive things that we've done and, and uh, you know, put ourselves in a, in, in a decent spot. And, and, you know, now we're back in the thick of it. So, you know, we got to find a way to, to, to put together some wins. Here's Leon Drysaddle following the game on saying uh, that the team needs to learn but also move on from the series. You can't forget about it, but it's, it's three games. It's a good team, uh, obviously. We didn't plan on losing three games in a row and not the way we did, but things like that happen uh, in, in a season. It's, it's an up and down season. Uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're down right now, uh, so 
uh, we got to find a way to, to get out of it. Tyson Berry says Toronto taught the Oilers that the Leafs are the team to beat. Didn't go how we would have liked at all. I think they uh, they gave us a bit of a lesson there. Um, I think that they're probably the, the team in our division that's, uh, you know, the gold standard right now, the way that they played. And um, I think we thought, you know, we were playing pretty good. And, um, you know, they showed us otherwise. So that's, uh, we got to take a look in the mirror here and, and um, you know, figure out what went wrong, but then, you know, address some important things and, uh, you know, they, they, they embarrassed us, you know, three games in a row. So that's a tough one to swallow, but we got we to gotta learn from it. All right. Well, right now, Toronto's better. Uh, there's no question. They're the best team in the National Hockey League, just not in the uh, North Division. Um, think about something here. The, the Oilers had 88 shots on goal in three games. They scored one goal, which uh, for those of you that are pretty good at math is uh, about a 1.12% shooting percentage. Uh, Leafs did a good job boxing Edmonton out. Toronto's top four, which has been uh, building for the last couple of years. But of course, they got Jake Muzzin two years ago from L.A., re-signed him to an extension, the emergence of Justin Hall. They signed Brody in the offseason, along with Morgan Riley. Those four defensemen all play north of 20 minutes a game, and they can defend. They had three different goaltenders come in and win games, three different looks, uh, two guys that catch with the left, one guy that catches with the right, Hutchinson. And... Uh, they got strong goaltending. Their defense was excellent. Their support, puck support was outstanding. They won a lot of face-offs. They did a great job of uh, layering or bracketing Connor McDavid. Um, McDavid was in a situation where he got the puck in neutral ice. There were a couple players that went to him immediately. Toronto basically said, you're not beating us. Right now, it's clear Toronto's got a deeper and better team than Edmonton. All there is to it. There's really no other way to debate it. Uh, the Oilers, in the first period, for the second game in a row, uh, had, a, had a decent start. Let's not forget the game they lost on Monday night. They were out shooting Toronto 7-2, to and they were down 2 nothing in that game. They pounded the Leafs early in last night's game. And I know some of you are from the school, yeah, well, if you're having a hit, it means you don't have the puck. Okay. And the perfect game is uh, a game where you don't hit anybody. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. I think when you get a chance to get your shots in, you got to get your shots in. Adam Larson, who was probably the best of the Oilers defensemen for me last night, he got all of John Tavares two or three times. Um, Leafs were better. They finished off plays. They had a higher, I mean, you take a look at a guy in their fourth line that almost wasn't going to play in his three-game series, at least to start. He was in shot to Bow a bit. Jimmy Vesey scores twice. Spezza, fourth-line player, had his second three-point game of the season against Edmonton. The Leafs had superior depth. It wasn't even their top-end guys. Though you can make an argument that Marner outplayed McDavid and Dreisaitl over the course of three games. It wasn't even their top-end guys. It was their support players. McKayev, who can really skate. Um, and Engvall. So Toronto, Toronto's got a deep team. They're fast, and they're good. And right now, they're on another level than the Edmonton Oilers. And they look like it. And some will say there's no way Edmonton could ever beat Toronto again. Well, we'll see. They might not have beaten them again in the stretch. Like they, if they played again on Saturday night, Toronto might kick them again. That, that, that is a distinct possibility. Uh, they have two more games this season later in Toronto. We'll see what happens. The Oilers have beaten the Leafs twice this season. Uh, one of my favorite non-Oiler experiences was with the Alberta Golden Bears in 1991-92. They went to Regina in November and lost 9-2 and 8-3. 
They came back into Edmonton, played at Claire Drake Arena, and the Bears beat them 7-2-7-3. I remember we had a hell of a party on the Saturday night uh, at uh, Rat. I think I, I left about 4 o'clock in the morning and slept through the Team Canada CIS, uh, Commonwealth of Independent States gold medal game in 92. Anyways, the Bears went into uh, Regina in the in the playoffs and swept them two straight. If you had told me that was going to occur in November, I would have said you're crazy. Of course, Alberta, as it turned out, had two players go on and play in the NHL off their defense. So things can change for teams. I'll give you another example closer to the Oilers that many of you remember. San Jose in 06. San Jose Sharks were up two games to nothing early in that series. And a lot of people, uh, you know, John Sexsmith, who's a, a friend of mine and knows the game. His son Joel plays for the Red Deer Rebels. John was the most competitive guy when we would skate out at media hockey. There were some other guys that were a little bit intimidated to engage. John was from the Kevin Lowe school where he'd work you over every chance he got. Uh, I remember him saying, you know, he was in San Jose. He's like, Bob, the orders could be in trouble here. Edmonton came back and won four straight games. Of course, there was a big hit in game number two in that series. So I think some of you that have maybe followed sport for a long time realize that, yeah, right now Toronto's better. There's no question. Will they be better as the season goes on? I mean, they're, they're, they're probably going to come in first place. I wouldn't write off Winnipeg. Winnipeg Jets, with the acquisition of, of Dubois, have changed the complexion and makeup of their team. They're deep down the middle. Uh, and they got Connor Hellebuck in goal. Montreal, not as good at center. By the way, Winnipeg plays Montreal tonight. Uh, the Canadians aren't as good as center as the Jets, but I might argue they have a heavier defense that's more tailor-made to have success in the playoffs. And Carey Price, if he finds his game, look out. He's right there with Connor Hellebuck. What about the Oilers? Well, the Oilers have two hard trophy winners, McDavid and Dreisel. I know there's a couple media guys that, for whatever reason, continuously want to point to those guys when, look, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, and I'm the first guy to tell you that the Edmonton Oilers are an unfinished product. Their defense is coming along. They had a couple guys yesterday that had rough games, and there's going to be changes to the defense on Saturday. I can 100% guarantee you that. Okay, but there was a couple younger guys, uh, one of whom the fans are pretty big on, and, and they struggled in yesterday's game. But the Oilers have got some D coming, and they're going to have some cap space, and they're going and they might be able to add Holloway here as the season goes on. I know Cassian's not everybody's cup of tea, but the fact of the matter, he changes the complexion, the dynamic as well. So I'll be intrigued to see, you know, how Edmonton is the next time they play against Toronto, if they play a more disciplined game, um, and maybe if they're first on. And again, the first five or six minutes of both the second and third game of the series, Edmonton played good, and then they kind of wilted once Toronto got the lead. And it should be stated, in every game, the Leafs got better goaltending and they were better on special teams. Um, so... You tip your hat to where Toronto's at. If I was a Leaf fan, John Shannon said it yesterday. He thinks this is the best Leafs team uh, they've had since he's, uh, you know, been an adult. Um, you know, I I had a Davy Keon uh, jersey when I was six years of age in the early 1970s and I'll, I'll, mid 1970s and, and morphed into Guy Lafleur very quickly. Uh, but I would suggest that Toronto's got a very competitive team, but I think there's going to be some other teams that are going to be in the mix as well here as the season goes on. And for the Oilers, they got to recalibrate 
against uh, Calgary. Love to get your thoughts. You can text us at any time, 780-496-0063, and we'll see where things go. A reminder, the Edmonton Oilers are 14-11. The Flames tonight host Ottawa, and then they're at Rogers Place Saturday night. Again, CBA-mandated off day tomorrow. Oilers back on the ice, or sorry, today. Oilers back on the ice tomorrow. Um, led to believe William Lagasin is close, and I expect Evan Bouchard back in the lineup against Calgary on Saturday night. When we come back on Oilers now, by the way, that's their top story. The Edmonton Oilers obviously getting routed in three straight games by the uh, Maple Leafs. Legacy heating and cooling with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. When we get back, we'll slide into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. At 1225 in Edmonton, this is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Uh, quick text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. HB in Sandy Beach says, Bob, every team in the league wall up St. Louis in the first half of the season a couple of years ago. Same as uh, the first half of the season until the Penguins made a coaching change in the back-to-back pens. The only games that will matter will be in the playoffs, and I'd rather the Oilers win the last two of the year uh, than this three. P.S. Uh, Tampa was first overall a couple of years ago and knocked, got knocked out in the first round. Regular season means almost nothing other than getting into the playoffs. Well, I, I think, you know, it's about the process. It's about the journey that your team takes during the course of the year. I know that we've had this discussion a lot, like Tampa Bay losing to Columbus, and we brought it up today on our panel, you know. Kucherov won the Hart Trophy that year. Uh, they had, uh, they had, a line with Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point, all 90-plus point guys. Those guys combined for five points. Five points in their, in their four-game sweep. A 60-win team. A team infinitely deeper and better than what Edmonton rolled out in the uh, play-in series against Chicago. And uh, and they lost in four straight. The Oilers lost a best of five in four games against Chicago with a team that had holes. Chicago actually had a deeper set of forwards and got marginally, and I use the word only slightly, better goaltending than Edmonton. And the Oilers' top three players up front, McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins, combined for 21 points. There's the contrast, you know? So, um, and I I don't recall, uh, well, maybe there were people saying these Tampa Bay will never win with this group, and then they won the next year because they added to their team and built greater depth, and that's what the Leafs have done. Toronto's got a good team. All right, into NHL today. For elite promotional marketing, Edmonton owned and operated company branded PPE available, including logoed masks, all created in house. Visit elitepromomarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, three pieces of Canadian content on the schedule tonight Montreal home to Winnipeg before Calgary hosts Ottawa, and then the Canucks get the Maple Leafs on the second half of a back to back for Toronto. That is an 8 p.m. puck dropout on the West Coast. Alex Ovechkin fined $5,000 for spearing Trent Frederick last night in uh, the game against the Bruins. Sharks forward Joe Kim Blick. Feld uh, has a hearing with the Department of Player Safety this afternoon for a high hit on Nathan McKinnon that earned him a match penalty, cost McKinnon the rest of the game there. Uh, but it does sound, according to Jared Bednar, like they avoided the worst-case scenario with their uh, with their star. Stuart Skinner picking up his second 22-save shutout of the young AHL season last night. Bakersfield whooped on the San Jose Barracuda 6-0. They're now 3-5 and five on the year. They get a home-and-home against the Ontario Reign. It starts on Saturday. Oil Kings, a home-and-home of their own. It starts at home to Medicine Hat tomorrow night at the Downtown Community Arena. 
12.30, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Louis DeRuss from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.